C. diff, spores, and more is brought to you by Clorox Healthcare, trusted solutions for your infection prevention needs. Visit us on the web at CloroxHealthcare.com. Welcome to C. diff, spores, and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us today. We would like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Visit the Clorox Healthcare website to learn more about their products, keeping environments safer. CloroxHealthcare.com forward slash Radio. It's a great pleasure today to introduce our two guests joining us. Sue Barnes, RM, BSN, CIC, FAPIC, now an independent clinical consultant after retiring in 2016 as the National Program Leader for Infection Prevention and Control for Kaiser Permanentes, eight regions, 38 hospitals, and 630 medical offices. Sue is board certified in infection control and prevention and was granted the designation of Fellow of APIC in 2015. Wesley Laporte is a graduate of Brigham Young University in Life Sciences. Before Phone Soap, Wesley focused intensely on cancer immunology research. He was published in the 2011 American Association for Cancer Research annual issue with two abstracts. In 2012, Wesley co-founded Phone Soap with a consumer device that charged and disinfected phones simultaneously. Now, after three years of development, Wesley and Phone Soap are proud to release their medical-grade rapid UV disinfection device, Phone Soap Express. Sue and Wesley join us today to discuss the role of contaminated handheld mobile devices in infection transmission. And Sue, would you like to introduce today's episode to our global listeners? Absolutely. Thanks, Nancy. Thanks to both you and the C. diff Foundation for inviting us to participate on your show today. I think our topic will be of interest to your audience, the role of contaminated handheld mobile devices in infection transmission in healthcare. And while we will be referring primarily to hospitals throughout the show, the information is important for outpatient clinics and other ambulatory facilities as well. But before we get into that, let me start by sharing a few general comments regarding the impact of contamination in the healthcare environment. The patient environment in healthcare settings has continually proven to harbor many potentially harmful and even lethal drug-resistant organisms, such as MRSA or methicillin-resistant Staph aureus and C. diff or Clostridium difficile. The recent increase in focus on the prevention of healthcare-associated infections has resulted, I think, from from three primary events. One, the publication of a number of studies that link contaminated hospital surfaces to an increase in the risk of infections. Two, the recorded increase in patient illness and death due to drug-resistant bacteria such as MRSA and C. diff. And three, the recent reduction in federal reimbursement for healthcare-associated infections. We know that patients in the healthcare environment who are colonized or infected with bacteria or viruses frequently contaminate surfaces and inanimate objects in their immediate vicinity. These microorganisms can remain viable or alive in the environment for weeks, sometimes even months. The exact survival times of different germs varies depending on the conditions being tested with factors such as temperature and humidity playing a role. Under conditions likely to occur in healthcare facilities, C. diff spores, vancomycin-resistant enterococcus or VRE, MRSA, and multidrug-resistant acinetobacter have been recovered after four to five months. While on hospital surfaces, these microorganisms can be transmitted 
to other patients by healthcare worker hands and equipment and can cause infection. This is especially a risk if the other patient has devices in place, such as bladder catheters or IVs or has had surgery, all of which provide a direct portal of entry for pathogens. Experts agree that careful cleaning and disinfection of hospital environmental surfaces is an essential element of any effective infection prevention program. However, traditional manual cleaning and disinfection of surfaces in hospitals is often suboptimal. Multiple studies have shown that on average, only 40 to 50% of surfaces in hospitals are routinely cleaned. This is often due in part to a variety of personnel issues that many environmental services or housekeeping departments encounter. Personnel turnover among environmental services departments is a significant problem, which reaches 50% in some facilities. Shortages in environmental services personnel were reported by more than half of all hospitals in a survey recently conducted in the U.S. And when we talk about the patient environment, we don't only mean hard surfaces such as bedside tables. There are numerous instruments and equipment which remain in the patient environment for the duration of the hospital stay, which become, in essence, a part of the patient environment in terms of the risk of contamination. Examples might be IV poles and IV pumps. There are also an increasing number of items that are frequently taken into and out of multiple patient rooms where they can become contaminated or they are touched by contaminated healthcare worker hands. These include mobile electronics such as cell phones and tablets. These devices are certainly improving the provision of healthcare, but they do come with the unintended consequence of adding surfaces which can be implicated in the transmission of infection. And there's often confusion about who, how, and when these devices should be cleaned. Other items are also carried by healthcare workers and physicians from room to room, such as stethoscopes and glucometers. Then, of course, there are soft surfaces such as privacy curtains and bed linen, which are also subject to soiling and contamination, and they too can be implicated in transmission of bacteria and development of patient infection. Healthcare environmental cleaning has definitely become a complex and very critical function in ensuring the safety of patients in healthcare. Exactly. And thank you, Sue. And building on that amazing introduction, would you mind explaining what types of bacteria can be transmitted by environmental and objects in the environment? Sure. There are many types of microorganisms that can be transmitted by contaminated hands, environmental surfaces, and inanimate objects. These include some of the most dangerous to patients, the ones which are resistant to many or all antibiotics used to treat them, such as MRSA, methicillin-resistant Staph aureus, Clostridium difficile, or C. diff, VRE, or vancomycin-resistant enterococci, and multidrug-resistant acinetobacter. As time passes, microbes are becoming smarter as a result of exposure to antibiotics and are continually learning how to develop mechanisms to protect themselves from the antibiotics. Consequently, the antibiotics are becoming less effective and in some instances not effective at all. That's why there's so much emphasis today on controlling the use of antibiotics and only prescribing what is absolutely necessary to treat known infections in the right dose, for the right amount of time. The rate at which bacteria are becoming resistant to antibiotics is far exceeding the rate at which new antibiotics are being developed. 
Exactly. And Sue, before we go to break, um, what are some common objects in the healthcare environment that could become implicated in the transmission of infection if not cleaned regularly? Well, in addition to handheld mobile devices such as cell phones and tablets or iPads, other objects that have been commonly implicated in transmission of infection include anything that hands touch, including call buttons, TV controls, and doorknobs. As mentioned, this would also include handheld mobile devices. These inanimate objects can be implicated in infection transmission if contaminated. And unfortunately, the creation of protocols for cleaning and disinfection of those devices has not kept pace with introduction of the devices. So just like with hand hygiene, there's a gap in compliance and a great opportunity to improve. Exactly. And so how are surfaces in healthcare environments clean? Like, how is it different from how you would clean at home? Well, most importantly, in the home environment, people are typically healthy with strong immune systems, while in the hospital environment, patients are sick, some have poor immune systems, and some have contagious infections. So the products used in hospitals are much stronger in order to kill those microorganisms and require the use of a lot of protective equipment. In the home environment, routine household cleaning products are generally safe to use without the need for so much protective equipment. Exactly. And Sue, how do hospitals assess whether the environment is clean enough? Well, the primary means of assessing the quality of hospital environmental cleaning is observation by a third party, such as the environmental services supervisor or director. There are also other new tools that have been developed to help. One of these tools is called ATP, and it's used to check surfaces for an enzyme that's present in all living cells, including bacteria. This is used after surfaces are cleaned to determine just how well the cleaning was performed. Another tool is a clear liquid that glows under black light. That's used to mark surfaces in the patient environment before cleaning. Then afterwards, a black light is used to see whether the marks have been removed, indicating that proper cleaning with friction was performed in those areas. Okay, well, thank you, Sue, for sharing all this important information with our global listeners. At this time, we're going to pause for our first commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing the role of contaminated uh, handheld mobile devices in infection transmission with our guests, Sue Barnes and Wesley Laporte. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Join us on November 9th and 10th for the 5th Annual International C. Diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Learn from the leading international topic experts and connect with corporate sponsors and exhibitors providing products and services combating C. difficile and healthcare-associated infections worldwide. For more information and to register online, please visit the C. Diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call one 877 2343. That's 1-844-4-C-DIFF. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? washed your hands. Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. 
For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to C. Diff Spores and More. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. Diff Spores and More, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. It's a pleasure to reintroduce our guests, Sue Barnes and Wesley Laporte, joining us today to discuss the role of contaminated handheld mobile devices in infection transmission. Welcome back to the program, Sue and Wesley. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. And Wesley, would you mind taking a moment and tell us a little bit about phone soap and how it works? Yeah, sure would. So phone soap actually came about... uh, uh, five years ago, and I was working on a, a cancer immunology project, and uh, my cousin and co-founder, Dan, uh, told me about a study that found that the average cell phone was 18 times dirtier than a public restroom, and that made me really curious. And uh, working in a lab at the time, I decided to see if I could find any surface that was actually dirtier than my phone, and if my phone was that dirty... And so I swabbed toilets, handles, shoes, the normal places that you would consider to be pretty dirty. And I found that, and I swabbed my phone, of course, and I found that my phone was many times uh, more contaminated than any surface I could find. And so, uh, and that was back when smartphones were starting to gain momentum and uh, become more popular. And now we just, you know, touch them a million times a day and, uh, but back then, it was uh, starting to become an emerging problem. So, so we decided that uh, we needed to solve this this uh, issue of our phones being so dirty. And and so we uh, in the lab we used uh, large UV lights to uh, you know decontaminate surfaces where we where we worked. And so we took that technology and we shrunk it down and we married it to a cell phone charger so that people could uh, use it kind of every day and have it become a part of a habit they already had of charging their their phones. And it was a really great solution because we started out trying to find a chemical solution to uh, disinfecting phones, and we found out that phones come with uh, an oleophobic coating on the screen, which makes uh, the fingerprints not stick to it. And if you use a caustic chemical on the screen, then then it removes that coating and all of a sudden you have a smudgy screen all the time and, and nobody really likes that. So uh, UV light uh, it turned out to be uh, the, the most effective and the safest way to kill the bacteria on the phone. And so that's when phone soap was born and we, we took it, uh, our first prototype on, on a Kickstarter campaign and we raised enough money to, to kind of get started and, and get going. And we sold... Uh, our very first uh, uh, unit, consumer unit, is a consumer device that we made in uh, 2014. And since then, we've uh, sold many more, and we were actually on Shark Tank not too long uh, thereafter. And we uh, that was a very interesting experience for us. And uh, the, we, we pitched the idea to the sharks, and they, uh, after a little bit of convincing, they realized that, yeah, this is a problem that, needs to be solved. And in fact, actually Mark Cuban at the time said, you know where this, where you need to put this device is in hospitals. And we agreed with him, but we, we ended up doing a, a deal with uh, Lori Grenier instead. And uh, Dan goes on QVC with Lori Grenier every month and, you know, sells thousands of these units every minute. Uh, but phone soap really does a great job of killing the bacteria on your phone while, while it charges. And so, uh, kind of after Shark Tank, we uh, it was really helpful for the brand, and a lot of people got to know about us and you know, really cool technology and what we were doing. And we had a couple hospitals that reached out to us wanting to purchase our product. And in collaborating with them, we learned of a couple things that were important to hospitals. And a lot of those things Sue mentioned previously 
But we really needed a, a hospital-grade device uh, with this technology. And so we started just about that time, about three years ago, developing uh, with, with them and with some, some other uh, facilities uh, that we brought on board to consult with a really great uh, medical-grade rapid UV disinfector that we call today uh, Phone Soap Express. And it achieves a six-log reduction in most pathogens in, in just 30 seconds. So it's, it's quick and it's an easy way to clean phones, tablets, laceras, key cards, stethoscopes, anything in the, uh, in the hospital environment that's, that doesn't get, get enough attention, get enough care, the, those things that, that Sue mentioned uh, that really need a consistent and effective way to clean them. And, and the cool thing about about the Phone Soap Express that we developed for hospitals is it's smart as well. So it keeps track of of what was disinfected and when it was disinfected. So it can generate a report showing all all of that to infection preventionists, and they can use that to develop protocols and uh, secure compliance and those type of things. So that's really important for us because um, hospital-acquired infections are costing billions and sometimes, you know, even people's lives. And with hospitals, it's not just about keeping someone from getting one less cold every year, but it's actually about saving lives for us now. Exactly. And, Wesley, thanks so much for sharing that history with us and our listeners. And um, congratulations on the new, uh, the new product and we wish you the best with that. And you can explain to our our listeners, what are some challenges with cleaning handheld mobile devices? Right. Well, one of the, one of the main challenges is that uh, these devices are being introduced at a faster pace than really protocols uh, can keep up for ensuring regular cleaning and disinfection. Uh, and also, they're, they're, they're devices that are unique uh, in our day-to-day lives, but also in the hospital environment because of how often and fr- how frequently they're touched uh, with hands that aren't always cleaned. And uh, with, with healthcare workers, they move with the workers from patient to patient and from room to room. And some of them are, you know, delicate, not even waterproof, and so frequently the most common cleaning and disinfection solutions can't even be used on them. And, you know, the manufacturing instructions often require uh, cleaning processes that don't actually do a good job of disinfection. So uh, there's really, uh, there's really a lot of contamination that happens on these devices in the healthcare facility, even if they're not visibly soiled. And, And we know, um, how that can occur. But uh, there, there have been some studies done and published on the subject. One study published this year investigated the difference, differences in contamination rates of mobile phones in the ICU among students and other healthcare workers. And of the 110 mobile phones assessed, only 25% of students and 20% of other healthcare workers' phones were clean. And most, the most common isolated microorganism in both groups were uh, uh, coagulase-negative staphylococci and staphylococcus aureus, both of which we know can cause infections in, in patients. And they also found that most healthcare workers clean their mobile phones once a week, and a third of medical students clean their phones only, only several times per year. And they found 40% of healthcare workers reported using alcohol, an alcohol disinfectant to clean their phones, and medical students most commonly just used a dry cloth. So uh, it's just not, um, it's not top of mind, and that's because this is a relatively new technology that we, that we touch all the time and is being used more and more often. Exactly. Exactly, Wesley, and thank you so much for sharing that. And to think that healthcare workers and the phones are only being, you know, cleaned several times per year, that's scary. And, Wesley, what is the current practice for cleaning a handheld mobile device? Yeah, well, so, yeah, in this recent uh, study, the 110 infection profession professionals, um, you know, they – they inquired regarding the use of cleaning and handheld mobile devices. 65% of them 
said their facility has no policy regarding hand hygiene uh, before and or after use of a mobile device. And that 50% state that there's no policy or protocol for cleaning those devices at all. So for, for those who do have a cleaning protocol, those protocols vary, and there's no, there's no real clear leading method. Some of, some of the methods being used currently uh, include uh, a disinfectant solution, wiping with a, you know, a lint-free cloth, uh, using a germicidal chemical wipe, rubbing with an alcohol product, using a damp cloth, and then some facilities are starting to use UV light uh, for disinfecting these, these units. Another interesting bit of information, only 23% of those uh, policies uh, for mobile uh, device cleaning require cleaning before and after use in a patient room. And that's surprising because cleaning once a day doesn't, you know, protect patients or caregivers from cross-contamination. Uh, and the, yeah, so it's it's really quite an interesting study. And the only thing that was really consistent about uh, the cleaning protocol was for stethoscopes that, uh, and they used alcohol uh, pads for cleaning the, ste- the stethoscopes. But like mobile devices, there's a lot of potential there for inconsistent or incomplete uh, cleaning technique that, you know, which leaves a lot of room for error. Exactly. And Wesley, before we go to break, um, what about stethoscopes? I mean, what about the other items that healthcare professionals carry in and out of patients' rooms all the time? Yeah, so I've seen a lot of postings on social media recently uh, regarding, you know, uh, stethoscopes as their risk of patient um, causing patient infections. And uh, in this study that I just mentioned, most respondents indicated that their protocol for cleaning stethoscopes was to wipe the head of the stethoscope, but that's only one part of the stethoscope. The rest of it's being touched by um, by the doctor as he moves from room to room. So, you know, with phone soap express, at least, that's um, a device that can clean the whole stethoscope 100% all the time. And in a study published this year in the American Journal for of infection control, researchers monitored uh, hand and stethoscope hygiene at the start of a four-week rotation for medical students and attending physicians. And the researchers identified zero occurrences of clinical cleaning, of of clinicians cleaning their stethoscopes with alcohol swabs um, or disinfectant at all. And um, that was even after multiple uh, educational interventions. So it's... um, you know, there's a reason for that, and it's because that's one more thing for the doctors to do. And Phone Soap Express is a device that takes care, a machine that takes care of that 100% every time. Exactly. And Wesley, uh, we thank you and Sue for sharing this important information with our listeners. At this time, we're going to pause for a commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing the role of contaminated handheld mobile devices in infection transmission with our guests, Sue Barnes and Wesley Laporte. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll free 1 844 4CDIF. That's 1 844 367 2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. The CDF Foundation offers global community support sessions. CDF can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety, as well as learn about upcoming events, teleconferences, and support sessions. To register for a session, call the CDF Foundation at one 844 
844-C-DIFF, 1-844-367-2343, or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. Join us on November 9th and 10th for the 5th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Learn from the leading international topic experts and connect with corporate sponsors and exhibitors providing products and services combating C. difficile and healthcare-associated infections worldwide. For more information and to register online, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call one 877 2343. That's 1-844-4 C-Diff. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. diff spores and more, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. It's a pleasure to reintroduce our guests, Sue Barnes and Wesley Laporte, joining us to discuss the role of contaminated handheld mobile devices in infection transmission. Welcome back to the program, Sue and Wesley. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. Wesley, would you mind uh, explaining to our listeners and describe some different products designed to reduce the risk of contamination of the mobile devices? Yeah, so there, there's a couple uh, different ways to approach the problem. Uh, one that we've uh, seen a lot is having the healthcare workers deposit their device into a bag that has protective uh, film that's uh, antimicrobial and then using their device through uh, that bag and then disposing of it. Um, another way that we've seen uh, is obviously with uh, chemical cleaners uh, intended for surface disinfection, and uh, we've encountered a couple of facilities uh, doing that. And in both cases, they uh, um, they don't the, the bags don't get used that much because the it's really a burden for the healthcare workers. And in some cases, the the chemical cleaners actually degrade the material of the of the cases that these devices are in to protect them. So. There really is. There are ways to to solve this problem, uh, not using UV disinfection. But UV disinfection really is the best way to, you know, approach this this problem based on you know what we're hearing from from facilities that use other methods. Exactly, Wesley. Can you explain how iPads and electronic tablets are being used in healthcare today? Yeah. So a lot a lot more than we think, and more and more often each day. Uh, facilities obviously deploy them for uh, to their staff uh, for keeping track of uh, patient records and for demonstrating to patients uh, different procedures and also for, patient, for, for patients themselves who are checking into uh, a hospital or a, uh, um, a doctor's office to keep and enter their own information there. Uh, nurses and other staff carry around phones or Vocera or SpectraLink devices uh, as they go from, from room to room. And electronic, you know, tablets and devices are um, used as, you know, patient and education and uh, registration. So just really all over the hospital more and more uh, by both patients and uh, healthcare workers. Okay, well, thank you, Wesley. And Sue, can you explain how we know that, that contaminated mobile devices are involved in infection transmission? 
Yes, there are a number of peer-reviewed articles that have addressed the frequent contamination of handheld mobile devices and other small items, um, including those that we've discussed, as well as lanyards and key cards, um, confirming their role in infection transmission. An article published in American Journal of Infection Control in 2015 reviewed 39 studies published in the previous 10 years that were focused on contamination of mobile phones in healthcare. A consistent finding was that healthcare worker cell phones are consistently contaminated with bacteria that can cause healthcare-associated infections. The conclusion of the author was that the use of mobile phones by healthcare workers increases the risk of repetitive cyclic contamination between the hands and the face, and that this may contribute to the transmission of microorganisms between patients, including multidrug-resistant organisms. And even wiping cell phones isn't a sure bet. In another study, samples were taken from the cell phones of all hospital staff entering the operating room of a university hospital center orthopedic surgery department. Uh, Not surprisingly, 94% of cell phones were found to be contaminated prior to cleaning, but even after cleaning, 75% remained contaminated. Wow. That's a lot. And Sue, can you tell us how is UV light being used for cleaning in healthcare today? Sure. First, it's important to underscore that UVC light is just one of numerous tools and methods that hospitals employ to reduce infection risk, including stringent hand cleaning, use of isolation and personal protective equipment, and of course, prudent use of antibiotics. UVC light disinfection is being used more and more in hospitals as an adjunct to manual environmental cleaning. Since routine manual cleaning is never perfect because humans perform it, UVC light is being added in some hospitals in the ongoing battle to keep especially drug-resistant bacteria from lingering in patient rooms and on inanimate objects and causing new infections. For hospitals, these infections also cause a burden of cost that is not often, it's not always reimbursable. UVC light is used not just for disinfection of surfaces, but also for water and air, and as we've heard, also for mobile devices. Um, For disinfection of the environmental surfaces, there are two primary categories of UV light. One category is is, uh, mobile UV light units, and the other is high-intensity, narrow-spectrum, continuous light, which is visible light, visible violet-blue light. That technology can be left on at all times since it has a lower power, so it can be used in areas occupied by patients and healthcare workers. It's not as effective as the, the mobile units that can be pushed into a room after the patient is discharged to, as an adjunct to manual cleaning, um, but the continuous UV light has been shown to have an effect in reducing reducing surface bacteria, but, of course, at a slower and lower rate. Okay. Well, Sue and Wesley, thank you so much for sharing this information um, with our global listeners. At this time, we're going to pause for a commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing the role of contaminated handheld mobile devices in infection transmission with our guests, Sue Barnes and Wesley Laporte. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate or call toll free 1 844 4 CDF. That's 1 844 367 2343. 
Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Join us on November 9th and 10th for the 5th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Learn from the leading international topic experts and connect with corporate sponsors and exhibitors providing products and services combating C. difficile and healthcare-associated infections worldwide. For more information and to register online, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call one 877 2343. That's 1-844-4-C-DIFF. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands. Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. diff, spores, and more, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. It's a pleasure to reintroduce our guests, Sue Barnes and Wesley Laporte, joining us to discuss the role of contaminated handheld mobile devices in infection transmission. Welcome back to the program, Sue and Wesley. Thanks. You're welcome. Wesley, would you mind taking a moment and explain and tell our listeners about the plans regarding how to make sure hospitals know about phone soap devices? Yes, yeah. Well, we're, we're really grateful for the opportunity to share uh, this information on this uh, show today. And we really want to make a difference in healthcare to add our device to the many tools already in use uh, in the fight to prevent healthcare-associated infections. Um, we know from our experience already that word of mouth by satisfied users has helped to boost the awareness of our product within the healthcare community. And so, you know, initially we plan, we plan to uh, deploy our units to a number of uh, facilities, um, post those experiences on social media and peer-reviewed journals um, and at professional conferences to spread the word about our product. Okay, and that can be done. And Wesley, how and where would your phone soap UV disinfection units be used in a typical hospital? Right. Well, so they're really well designed to be able to go just about anywhere. They can be wall mounted. Uh, they're very low profile, so they can be uh, inside of uh, healthcare uh, rooms, uh, outside in the hallways. It can also be put on wheels or um, on the tables, uh, patient waiting areas, NICUs, nursing stations, um, in the OR, uh, patient uh, healthcare worker locker rooms. Uh, they really can go just about anywhere, and they're priced to be kind of ubiquitous in the facility because the disinfection cycle time is just 30 seconds for a six-log reduction in contaminating uh, microorganisms. So they're designed to be, uh, you know, deployed 
in a lot of different places in the facility, so staff and patients are used to those devices and can have quick, easy access to them. Wonderful. Wesley, does your phone soap unit for hospitals require a lot of upkeep and maintenance? Uh, No, and that's, so one of the things that I'm most proud of with this device is how easy it is to deploy into a facility and how easy it is to use. We took a lot of our expertise in making really great, easy-to-use consumer products and applied that here in an industry that that isn't always the case. Uh, For example, this is a a no-touch device. It it seems silly to introduce a device to clean uh, phones and tablets that could become a vector for contamination itself. So the device opens and closes and can be operated 100% uh, with the wave of your hand. Uh, so no, no need to touch it at all. No need for it to become a vector uh, for contamination. Nobody needs to touch the device to use it, which is a really great uh, innovation, you know, from our perspective and from the, from the uh, feedback that we've been getting. And it just takes 30 seconds every time. So it's consistent, effective, and easy to use. Uh, not to mention that it keeps track of what devices were disinfected and when. It has a really awesome reporting function to help ensure that all mobile devices are cleaned on a regular basis according to the frequency uh, dictated by hospital policy. And, and infection preventionists can get that, uh, get, use those reports to change or develop uh, new protocols or uh, policy or to help uh, with compliance among staff. And so it becomes a really great tool for really eliminating shared-use mobile devices, tablets, Lacerias, even key cards or stethoscopes from being uh, contamination vectors that contribute to hospital-acquired infections. And so, uh, you know, we're really proud of the design, and we've taken several years to really perfect it so that these devices can be ubiquitous in a facility. They're priced to be uh, deployed as such, and uh, at 30 seconds, uh, it's a quick and consistent way to really eliminate uh, mobile devices as, you know, a contamination vector. Okay. Wesley, how can our listeners learn more about this phone soap product? Yeah, so uh, they can go to our website, www.phonesoap.com. but we'll be continually updating that. Uh, right now, they'll find a lot of our, our consumer products. So we'll be updating that with Phone Soap Express in, in the near future as we uh, gather feedback from our pilot facilities. And, and, you know, we'll post that on social media where it can also be found um, on Instagram, on, on Twitter, and Facebook as Phone Soap. Okay. And, Wesley, before we close the program today, do you have any key points and closing comments for our listeners? Yeah. So, uh, so what, we, what we hope to accomplish here today is to uh, really let, let all of your listeners know that, that Phone Soap Express is a device designed specifically for healthcare. And we use high-output uh, UV disinfection to rapidly clean these devices. But we've, it's not just a rapid UV disinfector, but it's also a smart device that can help provide information about what's being cleaned and when so they can, so that they can make smart choices about uh, not only where to deploy these units, but also, um, it, you know, compliance is a, is a tough issue. Um, and with, with good data and good information and, uh, smart decisions can be can be made there. It's really it's really easy to use. <clears throat> it doesn't need to be uh, touched. And maintenance is uh, something that's controlled by uh, that's monitored continually by the unit. So it's we're continually monitoring the output of the UV light to make sure that it's always optimal, that it's always effective. And so it's, it really is a smart device. Um, you know, we've developed over many years with feedback from various facilities and also uh, with expertise from uh, many consumer devices built over, you know, the last five years. 
Oh, wonderful, and it sounds wonderful. And Wesley, we thank you so much for you know sharing uh, the history and the goals and where you are today. And thank you for that. And I'm going to ask Sue before we close the program. Sue, do you have any key points and um, anything you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, first I want to thank you, Nancy, and the C. Diff Foundation for the opportunity to share information today about the impact of contaminated mobile devices on the risk of patient infection. And I'd like to end by sharing my general approach to infection prevention, which is until we've achieved sustained zero preventable infections, we should continue to be early adopters of innovation, supporting our efforts to reduce patient infection risk. Thanks very much. Um, thank you so much, Sue. And Sue and Leslie, you know, we thank you so much for being with us today and taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, you've provided us uh, a world of um, wealth and of information. We certainly appreciate your time and, and all that you've shared with us today. And Wesley, we, um, um, in behalf of the CDF Foundation and CDF Spores and More, we wish you the best uh, with your colleagues uh, and with your product and for um, doing everything you can to help save lives, and we appreciate that. Thank you very much, Nancy. It was a pleasure to be here on the show with you. Ah, thank you, and thank you, and Sue. And we thank our listeners for joining us today on C. Diff Sports and More. Please listen to our live broadcast every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, with our guests to discuss up-to-date information focused yet, not limited to, C. Diff, facil, infection, prevention, treatments, clinical studies, environmental safety, and so much more. Once again, we thank our official sponsor, Clorox Healthcare for making this program possible. Visit their website, cloroxhealthcare.com forward slash Radio. We would like to thank Synthetic Biologics for being a diamond sponsor of the fifth annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo taking place on November 9th and 10th in Las Vegas, Nevada. For more information, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website, www.cdifffoundation.org, and we send out our get well wishes to all patients being treated and recovering from a C. difficile infection and the many wellness-draining infections that are combated across the globe. I'm your host, Nancy Corrala, with our reminder that none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you good health and a good day. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We'll be right back. 